and we're not saying the way we grew up is better than if you grew up anywhere else. No. But this is what made us. Mm-hmm. This is what is Threads our... Threads are... It's in our blood. This is our memory lane. Yeah. Welcome to Unprovoked Tangents, the podcast. Where our topics have a focus, but our, our tangents, tangents don't. don't. Tune in weekly as we discuss life, love, fashion, politics, and so much more. Hey guys, what's up? It's Jennifer. Hey, what's up? Danny here. Um, happy to be here. Happy to get this going here with Jen and for you. Um, so for you, with the emphasis you. on the you. Why? Oh, yeah. They call me U.S. H-E-R. No, no, we're not Uh-oh. going there. Uh-oh. We're not going to go there. <laughs> this is not a night show. Not a night Ooh, show. night show. Mm-hmm. Starring. So, Jen, this is great. I'm glad to be uh, kicking this off with you. This is going to be phenomenal. Um, I'm excited. Getting ready to just... Jump right in. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't even like that whole beginning. All good. All good. But you know what? We're human. Our listeners are human. Are, are pe- they? Hopefully. We oh my God. Hope. For the aliens out there who are listening, that'd be amazing. I know. I know. We would like to come to your planet soon. Maybe. Just in case, just in case Earth is, who you knows? know, touch and go in the next couple months. Don't know. I remember this Twilight Zone episode where they came to the planet with a book and it basically they're like, oh, the aliens are here. And they were like bringing, like curing cancer and doing all these things. But they had this book and the book was like, they were they couldn't decode it because it was in an alien language, right? But meanwhile, they're there and they're like, peace on Earth, and they're bringing all this like great things, right? Yeah. But these scientists are like, crack the code, and the military is like, we have to crack the code. But everybody's like, let's go to your planet, yay! So cool. it wasn't Will Smith starring in any of these? No, Twilight. this no. was like super old school, like black and white type, like nostalgic Twilight Zone episodes. Oh. So anyway, it was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah. Uh, so what happens is. And I don't care, spoiler alert, if you didn't see it, I'm sorry. The thing is like 50 years old. I know. But so there's always this one scientist who's like, I have to figure this out. We of know. Because they gave a book. So the, one of the very first things they crack is the title of the book. And the title of the book is To Serve Man. Oh. Okay? Oh, so okay. so they're like, this makes sense. They're here for us. They're here. They brought us this stuff. They're curing cancer. They're stopping wars. So then, like the rest, as the episode progresses, and everybody's like buying into this, and they're all ready to jump on board. And this Lunatune, he finally cracks the rest of the uh, the book. And the, like one of the final scenes is he's trying to stop them. Now he's like, "No, I figured it out. It's a cookbook." Fail. So basically, like fail. Yeah. You know? So they, that's like the greatest buildup with the. Greatest letdown. It's crazy. Which is probably now what my dating life looks like. Oh. The greatest buildup with the greatest Well, at least letdown. they're not eating you like in the show. <laughs> Anywho's this, but you brought up a good point about like the Twilight Zone and kind of what really shaped our childhood. Like I watch reruns of the Twilight Zone and I remember. Yeah, I mean, the- I watch reruns too. I'm not 90 years old. <laughs> Oh, for, for everyone that's listening, Danny's not 90. He's not yeah. a senior citizen. Yeah, yeah. I was not um, watching that shit on first run. <laughs> like, rolling the TV out to my living room. And like, come on, Junior! And we all got around the, t- the one TV set. Like oh, in, yeah. Like in Back to the Future when they're like, I have a couple TVs. And he's like, what? Ah, he's lying. Nobody has a couple TVs. No, no, I'm not 90 years old. Oh, yeah. Michael J. Fox was like the king of the 80s. Oh, my God. Everything he touched turned to Fox. 
Yes. It was crazy. Ooh, nice. They, that's one movie they should not redo is Back to the Future. I'm sorry. That I would totally be a travesty. Agree. I totally agree. And also thinking about like... But nostalgia. I mean, yes, you grew up watching this stuff. This yeah. Is, I grew up being afraid of dolls because Twilight Zone had one episode that circled around dolls. And I was like... Oh, my God. Don't even... I can't even believe... This is crazy if you're bringing this up. <laughs> I was... Ter- so there's a couple things... Talking that Tina. Yeah. Talking Tina. Yo, this... Bitch. My family knows that this is literally... I'm not scared of nothing. Oh, God. Like zero. Not to say I'm scared of dolls. I don't like them. Mm. You don't Because you of don't Talking Tina. No. My, my, you don't fancy them. You li- don't fancy them, no, darling. No, deadass, this is mad funny. <laughs> I can't even believe you brought that up. That's, That's so why I'm afraid crazy. of dolls because of the Twilight Zone episode oh where God. all of them were staring at you, their beady little eyes, and then all of a sudden you would move and then their eyes would follow you like a Oh, no, creep. that's not the Talking Tina episode. Oh. Oh, no. Which I think that's what Annabelle was based on. Yes, 100%. Totally. 1,010%. 100%. 100%. Annabelle is literally Talking Tina from the Twilight Zone errors. Oh my God, this is so crazy. I can't even believe you. This is, you know, we are oh. meant to be together, you and I, Jen. This is insane. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, literally my my cousin, she's like 10, okay? Yeah, at the time. No, no, now. She's oh, she's currently, now she's, she's 10. currently 10. Okay, now. Okay, or maybe 11. Could be wrong. Yeah. Sorry, Nina. Mm-hmm. Anyway, every time I go to the house now, like, I would, I would go there all the time, like, for dinners, like, three times a week, right? Because yeah. I used to live in the East Village, but then they wanted to go move all the way to the Upper East Side. Ain't nobody going to the Upper East Side. You got to, like, draw blood for me to go to the Upper East Side. No. I like still, the Jeffersons. They moved on up They the definitely side. moved on up. Right. And I'm like, come on, relax. Come on back down. <laughs> anyway, so this, they all know that I do not like, like, I would walk in and she has all these American Girl dolls. Oh, uh, which are expensive. Yes. As all shit. They're yes. like $100. I mean, I don't know. Maybe more now. But I trust your opinion. Yeah. Yes. I, I used mean, to be a big fan of Addie dolls because then, she was the only black doll. <laughs> And my mom's like, you're not going to read. we got to read a book that, like, looks like you. And I was like, okay, mom, fine. We're going to read the Addie doll. But obviously, Addie mm. was all about, like, you know, slum beginnings, you know? She yeah, wasn't like I Molly. Mean, obviously. Yeah. They're like, hey, let's look at the black doll that's a doctor. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. That wasn't how that shit went. Although about. Disney does have a book and a show. Now, yes. What's with- it, what, Mc, something, mix something. I yeah. don't know. Doctor something. But they do. So McStuffins? Yes, something that to it? that effect. Yes, oh, yes. That's crazy. So Disney came up. Thank, thank you, Disney. Shout out to Disney for recognizing. I mean, I mean, to a certain extent, you know, they, they in, in this they're regard. getting a lot better. They, they are. even like the new Mulan movie that's coming out. They made it uh, a deliberate choice because of all the whitewashing in Hollywood to cast Chinese actors, and for the main character, they actually went on like thousands, thousands of like casting calls of of randos. As they should. Right, but twenty years ago. Like, Nicole Kidman would have played Mulan. You know what I'm saying? Like Whack. I'm just saying. I'm facts. Just saying. True. So. Dolls. Talking Tina. So I would come over and literally, be, like, if she knows I'm coming, yeah. she'll she'll come and they'll come and give me a hug and welcome. And then she goes, I put all the dolls under a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> like, she'll hide them. It's so cute. I love her. She's the best. Because Uncle Daddy yes. does not favor yes. the dolls. No. Like, like, I literally my... would put them under, like, like I'd walk in and if I would see it, I'm not, like, scared. Like, I'm running like it's a spider and, like, ah, spider. I'm like, um, can we move this to another room? Oh, but they got to remove them. You can't even put, like, a, a blanket over them? No, like, I could. They have to be removed into another room that you're not going to be no, in. No, no, we could put a blanket over it. It'll hide it under a pillow. 
Damn. See, I was like that. So, like, my brother was six years older than me, um, RIP to him. And being six years apart from a sibling, I mean, you're growing up in a whole different era. So I learned a lot just from my brother. And I remember we used to have these, like, movie nights, you know, because we had the house with the tube screen TV (laughs) downstairs. Everyone would gather, you know. We also used to have... And I put this air quotes, free cable, free oh, illegal cable, mm. which we called the scrambler. We had a, and I don't know if it was the same thing, on, it, it was in the basement, of yeah, course. And of it, course. Was a, it was a small box. It was probably six inches long. Was it Time Warner? And yeah. it had just one switch on it. Oh, and it, my, had my dad had this thing that you sw- literally switched it. And it turned to something, something called WHT, and it was like the HBO before HBO. Oh, that's and hot. at night we'd sneak down because you get all like the adult Skinamax. films. Yeah, Damn. it was the crazy back in the days of scramblers, though. We had scramblers, and pay per view was for free, so you knew. Like, mm. so I remember like basically going, and we used to have like the fight night at our house because we had free cable, and I remember watching. When Evander Holyfield bit, bit a bit, uh, bit yes, oh. Evander Holyfield's ear spoiler got alert. Bitten uh, in case you haven't Mike seen Tyson. that, <laughs> and I was like, "What is oh he gnawing God. on his ear?" That's and I was crazy. like, "Is my is my homie hungry? Like, can't I mean, you get him a snack?" A street fight. There was, was a street fight, but he also from Brooklyn. raised. But he also raised pigeons. I mean, come no, on. No, that like, was later. That's when he was. That's like his formative years. That's like when the old people are in the um. Like Central Park throwing the bird seeds to the birds at yeah. that point. That person could have been a badass motherfucker, you know. And True. now they're just like at their humble years. They're like, I'm going to feed birds. Like Bob Ross, right? Because remember. I'm going to paint a happy tree. Exactly. Bob Ross was in the army. Was, was he? It? Yeah. He was like a Green Beret or like some. Yeah. If you do the backlog, if you Wikipedia Bob Ross, he was in the army. What? Like he was hardcore. And a way of therapy for him to cope with PTSD don't quote me on this, was painting. That's crazy. And that's how Bob Ross became Bob Ross, which in turn also shaped my childhood because, you know, I needed something calming to watch. Cartoons weren't doing it for me anymore. You know, Rugrats, I was like, I'm over Rugrats. And Channel 13, Bob Ross, you know, drew a little tree. Pop, 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 pop. His fro was always on point. You know what's crazy? Luscious. Like. A lot of people at a certain age can sit here in nostalgia about Bob Ross and Channel 13 and all this stuff because we didn't have cable. Uh -uh. Like literally you had the small ass channels, like the regular channels that everybody had, right? Of course. And then you had Channel 13 and you'd catch the Bob Did you have 21? And we had 21. Yes, 21. But for me, my, my golden era of childhood is, this was my routine. Okay. So I would leave elementary school. Uh huh. And I would... You know, latchkey kid come home and let myself in, yeah. make myself two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, right? With the crust or no crust? Always crust. I don't, I ain't the, the, and I didn't cut the shit in half or in, in a triangle. No one cuts I, the I shit just, in half, but I, no crust. No, no. Everybody, uh, my son, can you, you have to cut it in a triangle. White bread or brown, or I white mean, bread or wheat? This was, Wonder was, bread. I mean, Wonder bread. It was I Wonder bread. It. it was like three choices of bread. No and one has celiac disease back in the. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but there was like I'm that's, that's the thing. You would go to the grocery store, and I don't know how my mom would still spend like two hours in a grocery store because the choices was so minimal. There was literally white bread, wheat bread, and then there was always like the weird shit that nobody ate, like the cinnamon pumpernickel, bun? like a cinnamon, like no, with like, the cinnamon topping. No, it was just like some weird ass like rye, like Jewish rye, and that was it. It was like white pump, like whole wheat, 
Jewish rye and then that brown ass pumpernickel that nobody touched. Pumpernickel was tight. No, yeah. no, no, we didn't touch that. Oh, but you know what was a game changer for me? Jamaican sweetbread. No, that's all right. Uh, no offense, but potato bread. You never had potato of bread. Of course, but th yes, when that came out, I felt like I was like, <sighs> yeah, but that didn't come out right away. That was like later no. on. Oh, potato bread. What it? What potato what, bread? What equivalent? The equivalency of potato bread is like egg bagel. It's like an egg bagel today. Yes. Oh my God. 100%. Game changer. Definitely. Game changer in the mix. Like once potato bread came out, like I felt bad for the stocks of Wonder Bread that day. Oh my God. So yes, yeah, so I would come home. <laughs> well, you gotta, let's like, you can't just like no, no. brush past peanut butter and jelly. We gotta no, no, get I'm, gonna, I'm gonna break it down. You gotta break it down. You gotta tell me if it's Smucker's jelly. Okay. You gotta tell me if it's like Jiffy. No, no. We definitely were the Skippy household. Oh, Every once in a while somebody okay. bring Jiff home and I was like, what is this shit? <laughs> Get this out of my house. No, like also, did you have a pa do you have, did you have parents who bought like um the generic we stuff ever? Oh, absolutely not. No. So there was certain stuff my mom would buy. We were like the black family that was doing pretty well on the block. Okay, so yes. my mom was like blue collar family. My mom and dad like they would buy generics whenever they could. Like I'm talking like when like you would get like the Fruit Loops in the plastic bag type generics. Uh, yeah. Like it was bad. Like it was the store brand yes. version, like American Fair. Yeah. Oh like, my god. What American yes. Fair? King what is food this? brand like? Yeah. Dan Supreme. These are like Supermarket. Queen's supermarkets. Western Beef oh had their my own god. brand. Yes. This is like the, for the people now who go to Whole Foods, this is what the 365 of the supermarkets. Oh, yeah. So, I'm a Whole Foods shopper. Yes. Yeah, because so, I'm yeah. also a Prime member, so I get discounts. Agreed. Yeah. So it's like the 365 store brand. So she would go and she would always buy the generics because it was like half the price. Blasphemy in your household. No. It was fine. I'm going to tell you. There were certain things that was blasphemous. Peanut butter, don't even try it. Oh. Like that was like, you did, like, you, that was like the thing you do once. You know what I'm saying? And we don't repeat it. Like a bad relationship. You're like, nah, red flag, don't do it again. Mm, yeah. She bought the, like, the generics peanut butter once. Garbage. And, yo, I'm not even kidding. Did you, all Jen? your brothers, did you and your brother, like, put your, put your mom on, like, a demerit? Like, a demerit case? Like, your mom, you bought generic. No, we didn't. We weren't allowed. But, we, yeah, we definitely. Um, she was shunned for that week. She knew. She knew she But let me tell, explain to you, like, this, <laughs> this is some crazy shit. I'm going to explain to you how this generic peanut butter looked. I'm so fearful about being okay. a parent just because I don't want my kids to shit on me for buying, like, non-name brand food. Did your parents ever buy, like, the tub of margarines? Like, literally, they were, like, the size oh, of, yeah. of the bucket. Oh, yeah, country. What was what's the country? Oh. I forgot. Yeah. Yes, it was, like, the brown one. Yes. It yeah, was, yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, like, the, sh the shit that you go to the, the beach with. Like, it was yeah. that big, like a pail. Yeah. Okay? This is what the peanut butter came in. Okay? It was in something like that with a, with a white handle. Like, literally, it looked like a fucking um, bucket that you would go to the beach with. And that was the peanut butter. Hell to the no. Oh. Anyway. That was a diss. That, that was, was it creamy or was it crunchy? Only creamy. Crunchy didn't come. When crunchy, it like, like, came on the scene, that shit was like, oh, my God. Yeah. That was Why? like when Nike dropped the air bubble. Same shit. <laughs> <laughs> did I tell you? I used to have like, what was those? Yo, the Reebok pump. Did I tell oh. you my shit exploded one day in school? How much did you pump that shit? I pumped it mad long. You was listening to pump, pump the jam, pump, pump it. it up. While your feet up, jump and you just kept going. And I was like, day make my day. day. Yeah, it was Make dope. my day. My shit busted. Make my day. But also I was mad short, so I feel like the more I pumped, the taller you tried to get, I would get. Oh, you were one of those. Yeah, I'm still 4'11". Was, I mean, I was even, you know, I was a foot shorter then. So you were 3'11". Word. But with the pump, you was 4'. 
Yeah, exactly. And you got that extra inch. That's <laughs> you crazy. know, that extra inch matters. Man. I mean, hey, <laughs> inches matter. Um, so do feet. Anyways. <laughs> facts. So, so elementary school, my routine was come home, make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And that was like in a quick time. Don't ask me about homework. I don't want to talk about it. That wasn't a priority. You didn't, you didn't use your loose leaf paper to write your homework on? I never did homework. Hold on. So wait. Yes. Uh, peanut butter and jelly. Oh my God. Sorry. We got to come back. Yeah. So I'll make it fast, but no. I literally would leave school. I would have to be home by a certain time because I'd have to quickly make two peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And then it was for time yourself. for three o'clock GI Joe. Of course. Okay. Duh. Like every episode did not miss. And then at three 30, this, this is, you're going to be like, where is he going with this? Cause yes. you said channel 21. Yes. I'm going to channel 31. What? Okay. This is video music box. <gasps> this was Ralph McDaniels. Yes. This is before MTV. Which, by the way, I went to school with his daughter, St. Boniface. What? Yeah. Kim McDaniels. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here. Absolutely. Video music box. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I remember, um, like I would, I was so addicted to the videos. Like, first of all, Video Music Box, what it is today. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't seen it recently. It's obviously hip hop. Yeah. It's obviously, but that's what it was, wasn't it was back in the days. Like, it, I remember the opening credits had like, um, AHA as like, like, which was like a pop rock. Yeah. Like they would, they would play like Madonna. They would play like all types of shit. Right. So it wasn't hip hop. Like, yeah, it was the only place you could get rap. Right. 100% because nobody else was playing rap. Rap music was only played like at 10 p.m. Oh, because it was like... Yeah, like yeah. on the radio, they didn't play it. It was like rebellious, like you can't play it. Like literally, I remember... It's totally whack. And now you think today it's like the number one music now it's, genre. Now it's pop it's, music. It's like honestly, pop music is, means popular music. Right. So that's what rap music is today. That's why there's so many rappers a dime a dozen. The ones that were back in the days, they literally had to be the best of the best in a of sense. Course. Because... I remember. It was too much competition. Oh, my God. Way too much competition. Like Biggie, Tupac. I mean, the list can go on and on and on. I mean, I'm even going before Jay -Z, that. Jay-Z, but... when he was with Jazzo. Oh, oh, shit. You guys didn't yep. know I knew this. That was good. But, Ooh. yeah, I remember, like, I would sit, because it was 10 p.m. and I'm a child. Yeah. So in order for me to even listen to hip-hop, I would have to press record as I was going to sleep on the tape deck. Oh, you had a tape deck? Yeah. Y'all are rich. And I would record, go to sleep. Wake up in the morning, and that was like my gold mine. I would literally have that tape, and I would be like, yes. So it was like, because back then, that radio was radio. To this day, okay. 20, 30 years later, nobody knows who broke my dad's radio. I but didn't do it. Know. No, I didn't do it. My yeah. older brother didn't do it. My younger brother didn't do it. To this day, nobody fesses up. So now we came to the conclusion that maybe it was my mom. <laughs> <laughs> Probably was. He came home. He's like, who broke the radio? And we're like, it wasn't me. Yeah. And, and all three boys saying it wasn't me. We all got in trouble. Oh, and, and your mom didn't say anything? No, no. This is like years later. In, okay. re in retrospect, we're like, it was her. Of course, But yeah. for years, I still think it was my older brother. Like, of course it was. It definitely was. Because yeah. he was like, it was Danny. And I, was like, oh. I used to blame tons of things on my brother. Yeah, but you're the every, younger every, girl. Right. Everything was his fault. Like Kool-Aid. Like, like, who drank all the Kool-Aid, right? That was a big discussion in my household. Mm. I just made a fresh batch of this high fructose corn syrup Kool-Aid minus a high fructose corn syrup. Because right. everyone was everyone was drinking high fructose corn syrup, like, back when I was growing up. I mean, we didn't, we, didn't, we, didn't even, if it, we didn't even look at the ingredients. Right. It Nobody, was just, did you know anybody who looked at an ingredient? No, I didn't. Did you think I looked at the ingredients you, of I shake know, and bake? Did I know what sodium meant? No. 
No one knew what salt and sodium and high fructose corn syrup. Yeah, I love how you say fructose, but it's fructose. Fructose. It's like, I'm like, I'm like, where are those letters going? <laughs> high fructose corn syrup. Um, <laughs> just because I'm making just it sound. Just leaving the C <laughs> off. Fructose, fructose. It's not. It's not fructose. Anyways, but yeah, like who drank all the Kool Aid? Mm -hmm. I just made a fresh batch, which you're just like. I'm like, mom, chill out. It was just water in a packet. So did you, I bet your brother got slick and he started leaving the like the little zip at the bottom. Like a, he would drink it till there was hardly anything left. And they'd be like, I left some in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he was yeah. totally that kid. Keith was totally that kid. Yeah, yep. But I would be the one that would finish it and just put it back in the refrigerator <sighs> with nothing left. And then immediately my mom was like, who did this? You know what's going to happen, right? And I was like, Keith did it. I have a son. And um, before I had children and I was in my teenager's <laughs> years, um, I was a problem child. Oh. And my mother used to say to me, Danny, you wait. When you have a cut kid, he's going to be worse than you. That's a no-man. And I said, because I'm a teenager, I'm not even thinking about having kids. I'm like, oh, pff, whatever. Okay, great. Thanks, Mom. I'm going out. Yeah. Guess what? Yep. You got it. Thanks, Mom. Yep. Yep. So be prepared since you're sitting there and you're like, hey, da, 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 da. My kid's going to be a terror on the high mm -hmm. seas. 100%. I already know it. 100%. I already know it. If it's a girl, I'm like, you better I'm, just get, I'm shit out of luck. Because she's going to be incredibly yeah. smart, but also incredibly crafty. Mm. And I'm very afraid because she's going to pull a lot over me. And for those of you who uh, need explanation, crafty in Jennifer's description is meaning? Meaning that she's very manipulative and she uses her smarts to talk her way out of shit. Exactly. Yes. Not crafty in the Beastie Boy sense, which was... She's crafty. She gets around. She's crafty. Oh, no. My she's always down. Home. She's crafty. You got it right? Well, she's crafty. And she's just my type. You love the Beastie Boys. I love hip-hop. Can I tell you? Like, you can tell me. And can I tell you this? I remember. Did I tell you? Like, so, LL Cool J, obviously, Queen's head. LL Cool J is, is hard as... as oh, like, whatever. And I remember, like, I used to love El Cool J. Oh, me too. A, he was a Queens guy. Agreed. You know, ladies love Cool J. Yes, even some men loved Cool J, but oh, they would never admit it. Oh, no. Of course not. But they would, you know, be like, I'm bad. I got a hat like a shark's fin. Ooh. Anyway, so go ahead. So but you was, from, you was from St. Albans, though, right? Cambridge Heights. Cambridge Heights, basically the same, same shit. You know, used to take the Q4 bus, mm. you know? But I remember, like, our, like, special treat was going to the Sunrise Multiplex. But, like, but there was one day that mm -hmm. I'm like, why can't I watch a You're talking about Sunrise here? Green Acres Mall. Exactly. Sunrise Green Acres Mall where there was the shooting on Godfather 3 exactly. when I was going. Okay. You had to walk through the metal detectors. Yes. Yeah, that, yes. that was the That experience. was the first movie theater that I knew of in the New York City area that had metal detectors. Yeah. You didn't feel safe. No. I always felt not safe. And also the concession stand was quite bleak in their yeah, offerings. Yeah. I, I still picture it to this day. I remember the whole setup. <laughs> oh, my God. I haven't been there in like 20 years i we should go there one day we should just this, do a i'm sure it's still time. around right oh a thousand yeah. ten percent and i'm sure this, the popcorn is still there from like then <laughs> the stale ass yes butter. the stale ass butter so anyway so you, you're i remember like i remember i was like why can't i go to the movie theaters because it was shut it was shut down right for recording or filming and i said why are they filming here turns out elo cool j was filming parts of doing it 
music video. Shit, doing it and doing it and yeah. doing it well. And doing, I, oh, wow, yeah, in the Green Acres movie theater? At the Green Acres movie theater because when she comes out the car, mm-hmm. he's in front of the, sun, oh, sorry, the Sunrise Multiplex. That's crazy. Yeah, he was in front. So to your point, yeah, so there's a Green Acres movie theater, which was like the smaller one down the block. Right. And then there was a Sunrise Multiplex, which was the big one, the big, big one. Um, but yeah, he was filming there and it was the, it was the scene where the girl gets out of the car and he's leaning on the car and she like walks towards the movie theater and they were, and they were recording that day. And then I was like, oh my God, man, Oh, Kuji was just recording his thing. Blah, blah. A couple months later, comes out with the video. I at the time probably was like, you know, definitely less. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, yeah. It was a nasty ass This was the shit. I represent Queens. She was was raised out of Brooklyn. Brooklyn. Yes. She was so nasty, right? So nasty. So, but I used to be a music fan. You know, I used to always sing her parts. Oh. How, because it was, I felt like it was like the, the dirty shit. Like I was like, she was "Mm." so dirty. She was was, so dirty. Yeah, she had the. She was so dirty. Go ahead. But I remember I must've been younger than, I must've been like seven, eight. I can't remember. I definitely was younger than 10. And I memorized the entire song. From beginning to wow. end. At 11 years old, you're singing that song? Right. And I mean, I don't know, like, logistically, like, what I'm saying. No, I'm... never. Like, I used to say shit in songs that completely went over my head. Right. And had, like, to this day, like, I'm like, I can't believe I was singing those songs. Dirty and, words. Yeah. Yeah, dirty words. Like, Beastie Boys, uh, again, back to that, but it was like, uh, he did it like this. He did it like that. He did it with the wiffle ball bat. And I'm like, just singing that. And right. I'm, I'm, have, I'm like, oh, he's playing wiffle ball with his friends. <laughs> Or virgin ears. But yeah, I used to remember it like from the beginning, you know, from the back to the side, right? I'm in the zone. And I'm like, oh my God, they're playing sports from the back to the side. They're playing football. How about when it was like, it's the first time together and I'm feeling kind of horny, horny. conventional methods of making love kind of bore me. Okay, yeah, I'm not even going to go there. That was, was a good, family though. show. That was, was good. A, but no, I had to, like, I had to get into character. Because mm. if I'm doing... Uh, of little, course. Yeah. It was for so good, no feeling kind of, you know. Get it on me like a G, baby, nice and slow. Like, wow. I was just like, I had to... But I, what we used to do, we used to perform for our parents that night, right? You did not perform this song for your parents. I did. It was part of, like, our show and tell. Mm. It was part of our show and tell at night. And I was like, Mom, I memorized this great song. I'm going to sing it for you and Dad. Dad's going to get home from work. Sorry, pause for a moment. This is reminding <laughs> me. I'm driving in the car with my son, and he's like eight or nine at the time. And he's singing along, yeah. and he's like, um, you looking good with them soft, soft lips. lips, word of mouth. And I'm like, who this be? I'm who, like, uh, whose kid is this? I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, what Come you on. know about this? <laughs> What you talk about, Willis? Get all embarrassed and shit. Anyway, so you you're doing this show for your... <laughs> this is like Eddie Murphy doing like... Did you see uh, Delirious or no? So I the didn't. opening scene of Eddie Murphy... Uh, of but wait, the one thing... Can I just talk about this for two seconds? Yes. And this is like now my new thing. I feel like when a comedian re- reaches like the pinnacle of their career, mm-hmm. they usually have to wear some type of leather. Oh, I mean, I would if I was anywhere in, in, in the in public eye... Pi- no. It's if like I was leather famous equates, tomorrow... Leather equates that you reach the pinnacle in your comedic career. Yes. And for a man. 100%. You put me in any moment that I'm walking a red carpet, I'm doing an interview. You're gonna wear leather. I'm fucking coming out in full top head to toe leather Eddie Murphy outfit. <laughs> Baby, red. I got a in red. 
Or purple. I gotta put like oh, the purple roll. With purple, like, purple with like purple with the black with the snake skin in it. Yes. 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 And first oh of my all, God. I'm definitely baby powdering the fuck out of the inside of, of that because I'm not getting it off otherwise. No, like, you can't. No, but you're not gonna be like Ross from Friends where he put on those leather pants. You remember that episode? I don't watch. I never watch Friends. Ooh. No, that was like white people's show. But you watch Seinfeld. I'm so. joking. I didn't watch really Seinfeld either. What? I'm dead ass. I've seen probably no bullshit. Between 10 and like 15 to 20 total episodes of Seinfeld. I only watched one. And it was because like I'd be whatever, I was at a friend's house, it was on or something. But I never went through the friend's Seinfeld episode, uh, like thirst bucket. Um, I never did Seinfeld. I did Friends though because it was entertaining. But any who's But yeah, leather, leather pants. Didn't do Sex and the City either. I've never even seen one episode of that. I love Sex and the City. I was exposed to I was exposed to a lot as a child. Not by like my mom's neglect because she was a wonderful mother. I was just extra curious and then extra rambunctious. I so used, I just find ways I mean, to, like, we used watch to go to the shit. the video rental store and hang out in the adult section. Just... Oh, block, but Blockbuster didn't have it. No, that. not Did Blockbuster. You... It was the like the mom and pop video stores. They were still the only ones who still had oh, the Oh, behind X. the curtain where you couldn't yep. go. Yep. It was the beaded curtains. You could go behind the beaded curtains. You know what's funny? You look back at it now, and you're like, there was like a little 18-year-old working at the counter. Like, if I was 18, I'm like, Psh, go ahead, kid. Go like, ahead what back do you there. Learn, learn about some stuff. Exactly. So you're performing for your mom and dad. <laughs> performing for my mom and dad, and I'm like getting up, and, you know, I'm standing in front of them. This is after dinner, and I start, and I put on the song, because, of course, I had a little cassette player, right. right? And I put on the song, I crank it up, and it starts like, Ooh. this. This is um, this bad. Is, yeah, this is the beginning for my nightmare for my parents. So I just turn it down low enough so they could hear me rap, and I full blowed to it to its entirety. And my mom is just mouth agape, like she's like, "Oh my god, I have failed as a parent." My dad is like. I'm probably going to send this child away. I'm probably going to send the child back to Jamaica. Yeah, you're the and reason make that... her a nun. Because, like, the face that was coming yeah. out of my mouth... I mean... They must have thought, like, I you understood. you were 10? I was, like, I was... I probably was 9. Yeah, this is Because my bad. brother was still alive. So my brother passed away when I was 11. So bad. I was definitely around when he... Yeah. Must have been around. Did he perform it with you? No. He just stood there in shock and then laughed. Yeah, I would have been dead. Yeah, he like, was laughing hard. Because he's six years older than you. Yeah, so he was, he's on the floor dead. Yeah, and laughing. I literally, I think... He's from, he's like D-E-D dead. <laughs> and I think from my memory, because like, you know, we, I used to blame things on my brother. I was like, Keith, I think I'm going to perform doing it for mm. mom and dad when they get home. He set you up. Oh, absolutely. He was like, of course, it's a brilliant He's idea. like, I'll help you. <laughs> he's like, and here's when you should do the... The yeah. move with your hips. Gyration. And you're like, what does that mean? <laughs> Don't worry about it. It means that you just got off of a great roller coaster. <laughs> it's like, what? Oh, my God. And, yeah, I got grounded. I got, well, I got Just trained. grounded? You're the reason that <laughs> movies like Footloose exist. <laughs> <laughs> like, why whole communities <laughs> ban music and dancing. Like, that's the moment. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, the man. amount of appall that went through. I, I mean, I'm appalled right now. <laughs> But rewind a little bit. So we're both from New York. Correct. Okay. Native New Yorkers. We're both from Queens. Yep. I currently live in Brooklyn. Yes. I currently live in Long Island. Okay. Shout out. Um, so I'm definitely raised in Queens. I, I've been in Brooklyn for the past six oh, years. Oh, you're like my doing it song. I'm like your doing it song. <laughs> but I'm the opposite. I'm the reverse. Instead of raised out in Brooklyn, I was raised out in Queens. Yeah. represent Brooklyn now. Exactly. Um, but I do want to say that New Yorkers, and, and you know, we have a reputation I'm gonna say we're aggressive, but yeah. you kind of have to win us over. But our we confidence, a little bit more work. Our New York confidence is perceived by many as arrogance. Correct. And or unfriendly. Let's say unfriendly. Unfriendly. Yeah. 
But or unapproachable. Um, it also makes a certain type of individual. You know, it's definitely not to be cliche, mm. but it's like that old saying, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Thanks. Those are for people who come here Correct. and they can make it. The people who are born here, that's why they have a, like, I know I have a certain thing, like, everybody's like, oh, I lived in New York 10 years. I could call myself a New Yorker now. There's like an unspoken rule. And I'm like, yeah, you can call yourself a, um, a, a New Yorker who's, who understands the city and can navigate the city. Right. But if you weren't growing up taking the bus to the subway to go into the city, mm-hmm. or you, you were eating a chopped cheese in the oh. Bronx, like, you know, or you were growing up eating a beef patty and then had the option to eat the beef patty with some mozzarella at the pizzeria because every pizzeria had some what? some beef patty with mozzarella. Mm. Or, cocoa bread. You got to do beef patty cocoa bread. Oh, 100%. At, at Huey's Bakery in Jamaica. I don't know if it's still around anymore. Shout out to Huey's Bakery. But they had the best <laughs> beef patty with cocoa bread. Oh, man. And I would always get the ting. Oh, ting is, ting is the shit. What are you talking about? But, like, growing up, what I mean, my, my meal... Mm-hmm. For breakfast in high school was always Linden chocolate chip cookies with a quarter water. Of course. So this is New York, and every city has that. And we're not saying the way we grew up is better than if you grew up anywhere else. No. But this is what made us. Mm-hmm. This is what is Threads our... Threads are... It's in our blood. This is our memory lane. Yeah. So I would like to say, in the words of Karis One, um, he said, everywhere I go, every nation know... I'm a New York dude that's not New York rude. All over the world, I eat New York food. I'm at home anywhere, any place. Right now, somebody from New York is in this place. Mm. Yeah, no matter what, I'll always be NYC. Ooh, bars. So that's KRS from the Boogie Down Bronx. Yes. um, Home and birthplace of hip-hop, so I had to throw that in there. Of course. Um, But I remember, yeah, like music... Yeah. Hell yeah. That was a video music by intro. Oh. Also, we can't like ignore like slick, slick Rick. What? Oh. The great adventure. Oh my god, that goes back to your LL Cool J doing oh. it. Yes. Like because Slick Rick, I oh my god, that's so crazy. <laughs> so the great adventures of Slick Rick, he had this song called Indian Girl on it. Yeah. And that shit was just about fucking. And it was super really? graphic. And I remember I would play it. My older brother was always like the music police. He'd be like, stop playing that. Mom's going to do Right. He would always be like that guy. I was like, hey, hey. Like there was a character. What does your, your older brother do now? Uh, he's in, in media. He's, oh, okay. uh, yeah, he's, no, no. No, no. He's a, he's a director. He's in the arts. But it's just like he was super like, I don't know if, I'm sure it was just to bust my chops. But yeah. like, like there was like Boogie Down Productions um, by Any Means Necessary album. And then there was always this one song that, they basically had this curse like moment in it yeah. that I would always put on blast and play like super loud and like yeah he liked like nine out of ten of the other songs but that was my song that I was being like the rebellious it was like at ten you sucked at nine you fucked at eight you're a sucker at seven a motherfucker and I was just like on that blast like for no reason I'm just like Poof, and I'm like but I was also the type of guy when Onyx was out there was this female rap group called Boss and oh. they had a song called. I don't give a fuck, not a single fuck, not a single solitary fuck. I don't give a fuck, motherfuckers. This is before rough, rough, rough stuff with yes. my Afro Puffs, right? Oh my God, yes. Rock on with your bad self. So, Who was she signed under Snoop? Uh, that was Lady Rage. Lady Rage. Yes. So, she she needed the emphasis. Lady Rage. Yeah, so I don't, no, I don't think she was under Snoop. 
Oh, maybe he like, cause he was definitely like on that song, rock on with your best. So a rough, rough and stuff with my Afro puffs. Yeah, and then everybody wore that hairstyle Everyone. for like a year and a half. And do you everybody. remember that? Okay, so do you remember who? I did. I proudly did with my bobos in my head. But in that whole, that was that Lady Rage gangster bitch era. Yeah, it was that, sunglasses with yeah. like baggy stuff. SWV. Uh huh. Because SWV came out. And TLC. I mean, and TLC, which I loved, but yeah. it was all about like they're they're a singing group, but they're wearing baggy shit. They're dressing like dudes. Okay, here's what you did. And Aaliyah did too. Did you do it? Did you do it? Of course I did. Did you wear the sunglasses on your forehead? Okay, so this is what I did. This is what I did. <laughs> You know what I mean? Times. Like when you don't have them on, you and have them on your thin. forehead. And, the, yeah, and yeah. the sunglasses are thin, right? So like you wear they, them up on your forehead. Yeah, you wear yeah. them up on your forehead. Or what I used to do is I used to like slick the front part of my mm. hair down with gel. Mm. And then I would puff up the back. And then I would wear like door knocker earrings with it. And Wait, then so I, you, were you doing your edges? Do my edges, yeah. Now, did you use a toothbrush or an actual edge comb? No, I use a toothbrush. Yeah, I'm like, who uses the edge comb? Like, edge I, comb, I, that was a toothbrush. Agreed, but yeah. I'm, always, I'm, I always wondered. I had this conversation with a coworker. Medium, it has to be medium. Can't be like, you know, can't be soft. No, no, you, you gotta have medium. You gotta got a little bit of tense, right? Yeah, edges, right? But I always wondered, like, depending on your affluence, uh -huh. like, is Beyonce using a toothbrush? Hell no. Or does she have like some gold ass, like perfect? Bamboo, like, like, it's edge sustainable. Comb. Bamboo, yeah, yeah. bamboo or dusted is, with gold. Probably a thousand ten percent. You think she's in a toothbrush? I think she has to. Hmm. She's a mom of three. You know, she can only go. Do you think she's walking up to Blue Ivy and doing her edges with a toothbrush? Oh, definitely not. Hmm. But I will tell you this Tina Knowles probably does because Tina Knowles was by trade a hairdresser. That's why all of their hair in Destiny's Child was on point. As well as their costumes, they were always coordinated because Tina Knowles stepped in and she was like, hey, I'm a hairdresser. Let me make sure my daughter's hair is hooked up. So I'm pretty sure Tina Knowles stepped in and was like, hey, Blue Ivy, your edge is looking crazy. Let me get this toothbrush real quick because I'm, mama knows, grandma knows how to take I care really of it. I really want to know. I wish I could just telepathically ask that question. Or be like a fly on the wall while it's happening. You think Michelle Obama's doing her daughter's hair with a toothbrush? Absolutely not. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, Absolutely are, not, no. I don't She's, know. Cause like Michelle ain't got time for that. She's kind of like y'all She's in doing college. it. No, she's doing she's it. Y'all in college. No, at this point, out. but when they was younger. Oh, absolutely. No, no. When they were younger. You're hoping your college age daughters <laughs> can manage their own edges. I think at a certain point. I think that's a rite of passage for women. If you can't manage your own edges hmm. by the time you by the time you graduate high school, you're doing something wrong. But that's just me, you know. But I remember like the days of Aaliyah. It was like this sexy femininity. What like you wear the sports bra, like Tommy Hilfiger, yep. Carl yep. Kanai. What was the other brands that... Um, what do you mean? Cross Colors? Cross Colors. Columbia. That's when, like, Columbia Mark came Echo. out. Mark Echo. Mark Echo. Like, yep. baggy sexy. School of Hard Knocks. Right. Tim's had, like, a yep. big thing happening. Yep. You know? Um, yeah. And, like, Gerbo was, like, much later. Did you just say Gerbo? I know. Is it Gerbod? Oh, my God. It's, I've had this argument before. It's Gerbo. Gerbo. I used to have a pair of Gerbo. Yeah, I, but that was from the Grand Poopa song, right? Yeah. Jabot jeans, Tommy Hilfiger backpack, whatever. Yeah. yeah Jabot's hanging baggy. Yeah. It's so so much fun. And the Lugs boots, L-U-G-Z. Oh, Do you remember those? Yes, oh. the Lugs boots. That I had like the knockoffs. That was the early age when people couldn't afford the baby fat. So they was going for like the, when J-Lo came out with her clothing line. Oh, I remember when like, yeah, because I, I used to get in trouble for this too. Like, I remember there was like an error 
where people were like cutting off the tops of jeans. Oh my God, I remember that. And yes. it was like um, Mariah Carey like started mm -hmm. it. And I was like, Mom, I'm gonna cut off the top of my jeans too. So I could be like Mariah, you know? Me and Mariah go back like baby to pacifiers. And she was like, the hell if you are, you know? That's crazy. And but she didn't let you do it? No. But I also like ruined my jeans too. She was more mm. afraid about me not like ruining my jeans. And I used to be into Prince and MJ. I would, I, you know, and I would try to like find the glove, one glove to wear to school. I and I went that. to a Catholic school. I did that. So I'm like, it's just like I'm in a jumper and I'm trying to wear a glove to school, but I couldn't, I couldn't find it. So I was like, whatever. You know what's crazy about that glove? I did that. Of course you did. So the glove, I grew up skiing. So there was this glove liner that you wore on the inside of your gloves that was basically silver sparkly. So I used to try and rock that to like with school. With what? Yeah. <laughs> but I also I was the it. same guy who had like the Michael Jackson jacket with all the zippers and everything oh. uh, in black, not the red. Yes, of And course. I even had, no bullshit, I had um, like, it was like a 10 inch by 10 inch square Michael Jackson pillow with the lean. Like he did the lean on the Thriller cover. Oh, I had a, we were talking about that yeah. earlier and I had a Hulk Hogan flat pillow because my brother my mom took my brother and i to at the time it was called ww um world 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 wrestling federation wwf yes, wwf yep. right and hulk hogan this is also when andre the giant was around mm. you know so we Jimmy went to superfly snooker exactly yep. we went to like passes square garden and you went to a, a, a really yes my mom was fucking cool that's yo. cool my dad wouldn't even let me go to concerts no, we went to WWF World, yeah, and Hulk Hogan, Randy Savage. Wow. You know, you know, Savage or Slim Jim. Oh, yeah, that was really Hulk Hogan. But still, like, and I was like, Mom, I want to Was it Hulk Hogan? Savage or Slim Jim. Jim. Ooh, yeah. I think it was Randy Savage. Was it Randy? I think it was Macho. Yes, it was Macho Man because he had all the red and yellow. Oh, he did. And it was the same colors as a Slim Jim. Yeah, that's right. You know what? You're right. You're right. You're right. Yes. You're right. And then I was like, Mom, I want a gift. I want a gift. And she was like, what do you want? I was like, I want this pillow. And the pillow was a flat pillow as Hulk Hogan. And I slept with it for like a week. But that era of cutting the jeans. If I had jeans. that pillow, I'd burn it in infamy. So, so there, oh my God. Like, I'm on YouTube burning the Hulk Hogan pillows. And people are like, all right, great. Like two views. Um, but that era that you're talking about of the Aaliyah and the jeans and, and all that stuff. Um, yeah. I, I remember going to the mall and it was like you would well, see. What mall did you go to? Green Acres. That's a great question. So no. Oh my God! So I, blow my I'm going to blow you with the hierarchy of malls growing up. Oh, you got to so, tell me. Grew up going to like Jamaica Ave. Yeah, of course. So we went to like the Coliseum. Yeah. And then did you buy all your gold jewelry there? Your I chains? did buy a big chain in high school <laughs> from Coliseum, ten karat gold. I thought I was the shit. <laughs> I had a big ass Jewish star on it, like it was like truck, like truck jewelry. Yeah, um, man of faith. Yeah, and I remember I walked, I came home, and my dad's like, "Why did you get that?" With that voice, like yeah, just straight. Yeah. Well, he has an accent still. He's been in this country like. He's Cuban. He's Cuban, but he came in when he was thirteen. He's seventy six, still has a uh, like a thick ass accent. Oh wow. Anyway, so. This is connection to his his land. I don't know what it is. It's yeah. like something. He but you know what's bad, buddy? I would imagine still having the accent with you guys, and then like we talking to everyone else. I'm like, hello, everyone. He's like, hi, welcome to uh, my house. Yeah. Danny, Danny, what is this garbage? Yes. Yes. He has to keep up the facade. Mm -hmm. He's like, yeah. So I come home with a chain, and he's like, so pissed. Of course I mean, he is. my dad is the type where he, everything's a problem. 
So, for example, like in, in a way where he's paranoid about certain things. So, like right. when people were, so we grew up in Queens mm -hmm. and I wanted a Sherling jacket. So I remember growing up wanting this jacket. I wanted the, the fucking Sherling jacket. I was like, I want it. Boom, boom. Go to my parents, of course. They say no. Do. Yeah. They say no, but do you know the reason they say no? Why do they say no? Because somebody in Brooklyn got robbed for one. <sighs> At like knife point or gunpoint or some shit. I'm like, Dad, we literally live in the suburbs of Queens. Nobody's robbing me for my show. Like, no, you're not getting it. So when I had the gold chain, yeah. I went to Van Buren High School in Queens Village. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And uh, he's like, why do you want to draw all that attention to yourself? Oh. He's like, you know, it was the Jewish star. So he's like, well, you know, you gotta be careful. Like literally everything was like, dad, relax. Yeah. First of all, he didn't know I was a little hood myself. So like, mm. you ain't taking my fucking chain. Like, right, right, like right. bring it. Like you ain't doing bring it. Bring it? That's how you fight people? Like, bring it. I mean, I wouldn't say bring it on and start like a, some cheerleader battle, but like, <laughs> like, like, bring it, like, no, we would be like, yo, jump. You want to do some jump, jump off. Anyway. Oh, the jump off, yeah. which also was in college, was like a dance that like kicked off the, the whole jump year. Off? It was called the jump off. Mm. Yeah. That was when you were like, yo, I set my eyes on this person for the semester. <laughs> and then you're like, yeah. And then you play uh, doing it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> doing it and doing it and doing it. Yeah. So I don't so, know. Like, even when I, I remember I got a beeper. Oh my God. And I had, I had to hide that from my dad because I only, had a two way at one only point. Only drug dealers had them. Of course. Of course, a pager. I had a cell phone before anybody had cell phones. What kind was it? A motor Hold on, wait. So beeper. Nokia? I had a beeper, right? right? It was like tenth grade. Right. I had a beeper. So how many drugs did you deal in tenth grade? <laughs> uh, zero. <laughs> um, um, so I, used, I had a beeper in tenth grade, and then everybody made fun of me, like family members, like my cousin. He was like, "Oh, what do you need a beeper for?" Everybody Who's was like, you? "Yeah, exactly." Tell me why after I didn't need the beeper and I got the next one, which was the sideways beeper. Oh yeah. My cousin wanted my beeper, so I gave him my beeper. Oh, nice. So now, like, it was like a trickle-down effect. And then my older brother, like, <laughs> got a beeper. And then, you know, like, I was like, oh, you, you were making fun of me for having a beeper, like, a year ago. But now you want it. Now you want one. Mm. Same thing with a cell phone. I remember I have had the same cell phone number since my very first cell phone in 1996. And you're a 917. You're, like, hardcore New York. No. My, my cell phone number is 516. Right. But, so I'm going to this place. I remember it was, like, in, in like... Glen Oaks, Queens, and it was like this pop-up like cell phone store, and like I wanted a cell phone. And my cousin, same's cousin, because yeah. he was older than me, he had to come and like sign for me because I didn't have credit and all that stuff. Right. Hold on. It was the fucking Motorola Flips, the original gray oh. Motorola Flip, right? My you mean like New Jack City Flip? Yes. Yes. Oh yes. my god. New you. Jack City Flip. Oh my God, who, what was the name? To this that, day, I still wish I had the Zach Morris cell phone though. Yeah, but, yeah, the yeah. big ass phone that yeah. you could not even fit into they, your into your backpack the right brick. now. They yeah, called the it the brick. brick. The brick, which I love. Like I would have that know. now if they can make it um, like with currency, like technology, I would yeah. have the brick right now. Yo, Zach Morris was the fucking man. Although, you got to watch this show on YouTube. It's called Zach Morris's Trash. Every episode's like, like three, four minutes long. Yeah. But they break it down as like an adult looking back at the show because as a kid you're just like oh he's a yeah. cool kid and Zach Morris but you watch it and it's like like yo he was a dirtbag <laughs> like well I do remember that he was like dating Kelly at one point mm -hmm. then there was one episode where he liked Jesse and he dated Jesse and then like you know the next episode they don't continue the storyline yep. of dating yep. so it's just like all right I guess their thing went to shit and I remember there was one episode which probably was like the first time of interracial dating was introduced was where 
he liked Lisa. Mm. And Screech was like, That's my girl. That's my girl. Because he, he had the little like afro. He's like, That's my girl. <laughs> so that's why they, they were like, Yeah, we're going to put him with Screech. Yeah. yeah. It's all. Lisa fucking... never liked Screech. No. But she definitely was like, Yo, Nobody Zach? liked Screech. No one did. Dustin yeah. Diamond, poor thing. Yeah. Um, but sure. you know, like, Zach Morris was the man, but he also was kind of a hoe. No, it's even more than that. You got to watch it. So, homework. Okay. Watch a couple episodes of Zach Morris's Trash. I will. And then let's reconvene this next week. We will. Um, AC Slater was my man, though. He was. With yeah. the little dimples. He was cute. Yeah. You know, Jesse was just, you know, I'm so, I'm so excited. I I'm so scared. Her, her energy was the best, though. Her energy was the best, but this is what I loved about television because you can't encapsulate a larger social issue and then have it end. In 30 minutes. In 30 minutes. I know, but that was all television. Right. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, everybody solved their problems in 30 minutes. That's yeah, whole, imagine if yeah, life was strokes, like this. like all of that. Like, yeah, imagine if life was this. World's hunger. 30 minutes, we're going to figure yeah. this out. Yes, but I would definitely say, you know, childhood. Oh, I would say one whole thing. Can I talk about House Party? One, two, three was whack. Yeah. I mean, who watched three? No one watched three. Although, House Party one and two. Fun fact. Yes. How fucked up was it that they uh, cast Martin Lawrence as the fake DJ? Yes. For uh, Kid and Play. Yeah. Because he wasn't their DJ. No, he wasn't their DJ. So, but yo, he was the funniest character ever. He was. I mean, he, Dragon Breath. Bilal. Dragon Breath. <laughs> Dragon Breath. Wow. What? Fucking amazing. Shout like out everybody. to Martin Lawrence. We should do, like, be in the era of coronavirus. Like, we should do house parties. Oh, my <laughs> but God. But not more than 500 people. So. House parties was the shit. House parties were the, the shit. The makeup parties, the house parties. When you knew, like, a bunch of bikes were on your front lawn, you no, knew I'm you talking were about, having a house see, party. See, for that's different. For me, it was the high school house parties where dudes was hiding guns up in, like, the uh, the, the the ceiling tiles and shit. Oh, like, yeah. yeah rough. It, it was crazy. Because speaking of movies that shaped me. Oh, my God. It's so funny you brought that up. I remember, like, there were certain movies that, you know, like, that, like nowadays we joke about, like, kids, they'll watch, like, The Lion King, like, 38 times. Yeah. Like, because they're kids. They're, right. They're toddlers. They have no choice. They have no choice. But when your school-age child, mm-hmm. like, chooses to come home, and after they watch G.I. Joe, and yeah. after they watch Video Music Box, then they put on Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Ooh. or Pee Wee Herman's Big Adventure, like religiously, yes. Like that was my church. <laughs> like I was literally. Were you like watching sad? that all, all the time? Well, Were you sad about what happened, like back in the day with Pee Wee Herman? How he used to go into movie theaters? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I wasn't. You know, no, I but like if I mean, that was listen, your church. Listen, then he, reading, then he was reading. jerking off in in X-rated movie theaters. Right. It's an X-rated movie theater. Exactly. What else are you gonna do? If I would have been upset if he was going to see like, like. Sleeping Beauty and jerking <laughs> off in it. That would have been weird. Like, and now today, Paul Rubens called jerking off during Poltergeist. And we're like, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a problem. That's a problem. That's a problem yeah. for me. Yeah. You know, I... You if know, Janet is sitting next to her Pee Wee Herman while he's jerking off with her kids, the problem. If he's sitting in an X-rated movie theater... Next to Tom with the trench coat, not a problem. Not a problem. First of all, I've been to those X-rated movie theaters. Ooh. Yeah. Nostalgic New York. So, me and my cousin... So we were like, so. How I, old were you? Give me a date. I was. Um, Give me an age. Oh my God. This is a crazy story. So I was, fr- I was in my twenties. Okay. Early twenties. Gotcha. College age. Okay. okay. Got it. The Times Square movie theaters used to play X-rated movies. Like yeah. this is like nostalgic New York. Yeah. Um, I might've even been younger. 
I might have been 18 or 19. Um, Fake ID. No, they didn't ID you. They didn't care. The people who went in them were homeless people. They slept there all day because they, it was a marathon. Oh, they ran yes. movies all day long. Oh, so anyway, oh, so we go, gosh. and on Wednesdays, in the X-rated movie theaters in Times Square, it became Kung Fu movie night. So literally. Kung Fu X-ray movie night? No, no, or just not Kung Fu. Kung Fu. Oh, okay. They literally play Kung Fu movies. That have been a dope combo. It was, yeah, that, maybe, yeah. <laughs> Kung Fu X-ray movie night? The people would be getting injured. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've vent my penis sometimes and when some and you know, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Kung Fu movie night on Wednesdays. So we go, my my cousin, let's go, let's go, Kung Fu movie. So we yeah. walk in, and first of all, we walk up to the counter, and there's a guy behind a glass window, you know, mm-hmm. ticket booth. Yeah, yeah. And literally Which in this era he probably has a ton of hand sanitizer. <laughs> right? Uh, hand job sanitizer. Um, <laughs> So it's me and my cousin, are two dudes, right? Yeah. So we're stupid naive. You know, we're young. We still don't have. I, it's me. I'm still super You're in naive. Age of discovery. Yeah, but I'm also naive to the whole world. Anyway, so we're walking up, and it's me and my cousin. We walk up to the counter. We're going to buy tickets, and the guy behind the counter goes, "We're like two tickets." He goes, "Movies only. Movies only." He repeats, and he like points to this sign that says like "Movies only." Yeah. As an adult now, I know what he meant. Yeah. He didn't want us going in there because people just go in there to fuck. Uh, or jerk off. Yeah. And yeah. I'm going with the dude. We're going to a movie. Oh, he meant just watch the movie yes. only. Not like do other things. Yes. I get it. I yes. get it. I get it. So we pay. We're like, cool. We pay. We go in. We're in for like five seconds and we're like, fuck this. Let's get out of here. Cause right. The floor was sticky. Ew. It smelled. Ew. It was literally a homeless shelter because that's what it was. I mean, right. it was Times Square. That's what people paid. The, the movie was like $3.50 and then they could stay there all night. Right. So we go, we turn around and we're now we're like, listen, like we don't want to go. We just want I'm our money terrified. back. He's I'm... like, no refunds. And I'm like, all right. Okay. And like, so we just we, lost like seven dollars. Yeah, and then it was an argument, and I think he gave us half our money back, but it was crazy. What? And that was like the weirdest kung fu Times Square X rated experience. I didn't know. Yeah. Ah, we well, have well, gone into the, so many, so many things. So this was good. I mean, yeah, yeah I, I enjoyed uh, the trip down memory lane with you, Jen. Yes. Um, I mean, we could talk about this for hours, obviously, and I. We covered a lot of ground. We did. We did. Um, we talked about life, love, and the pursuit of queens. <laughs> <laughs> Music. Music. Hello, Cool J. Um, we do have to reconvene this. Yes. And, and, and lead off from there. We're going to start this new um, kind of Portion thing, of the show. Which we call... Words and things that we should kill. We're going to bury. Banish. Bury. Excommunicate. So this, just words that are being used on a daily basis. That right. We, you know, that have evolved, that has been passed down through generations. Yeah. Uh, that people use. Uh, some we still love. Like, I still love the word fresh. I love the word dope. So I still say dope. We're not talking about burying stuff like that. The purpose is we want to bury words that we think are either used in a way that are... Could be offensive. Yep. Or, or have a negative connotation. Or we just feel like they're overused. Mm-hmm. And like, so we're going to do this new segment we call... Things and Words to Bury. All right. Today's word, it's going to be urban. Urban. So, U-R-B-A-N. Urban. So we're killing this word. Why dead. are we killing this You're word? You're dead. You're dead, urban. You're dead. We're, this will be the last time we speak this word. Yeah. It's like a live obituary for Yeah. Me. 
let's read the obituary of Urban. Right. Urban is a, a word used by uh, corporations in, in white America. And to, branding companies, and so is advertising companies. Yes, to, yes. to really just mean black and brown people. Mm -hmm. or, by definition, they say urban is in relating to or characteristic of a town or city. But over the years, yep. the word urban has literally meant black or brown people. Exactly. We're going for the urban consumer. You're like, oh, do you mean the consumer down the street on 23rd Street? Because they're a city dweller. Correct. And, and they're an urban customer. Correct. No, no, no. We're going for the urban. And they literally say it in a way that the air quotes go up. Yes. Because they mean we're going for the black customer, okay. the brown customer. Exactly. The minorities. Yeah. Let's do that. And then it became this thing where uh, to designate um, sales structures and, oh, you're responsible for the urban market. Really? What do you mean? Exactly. Do you mean the VIMs, Dr. J's of the world? They're just so stores within communities that have a clientele. They're not urban customers. Exactly. Okay? Because guess Preach. what? Stop it. Preach. So? Yeah. They say, yeah, we really want to appeal more to the urban market. We need to be where our urban customers are. Yep. Cool. Where are they? Yeah, where are they? Oh, they're not on, on, on 16th Street and 3rd Avenue? No, where are Why they? Why aren't they? That's the urban, that's the city. Technically, it's in the city. Yeah. yeah. If you want to uh, target a demographic, then call it what it is. Don't sugarcoat it. Don't call it urban. Don't put everybody into a bottle because guess what? The black customer in Queens is not the same as the black customer in Tennessee exactly. or the black customer in New Jersey. Okay? Mm -hmm. Don't tell me you want to reach an urban customer. You want to sell a beauty product to a certain customer? Correct. That's who you want to sell it to. Be honest with your marketing. Be honest with your opinion. Kill the word. Kill the word. D-E-D. -E -D. So the word is dead. Hashtag dead. It's dead. gone. Urban. Obituary. Dead. Yeah. Urban gone. Okay? Urban has died and left the building. We are no longer giving this word any honors. Peace. Hey guys, so this is the section of the show that we're going to call the ground down. This is just going to be a quick two minute moment to yourself just to focus on your breath, decompress, and really take this time to become introspective with the world that's going so crazy we're moving a million miles an hour we have about 60 to 80,000 thoughts that enter our brain every single day this is a moment where we need to practice self-care practice self-reflection and focus on creating inner peace and calming the chaos so sitting up nice and tall maybe you want to close your eyes just taking a moment to yourself maybe you want to place your hands on your heart and feel your heart beating. Feel the inhales and the exhales getting deeper and deeper, slower and slower. Think about the breath flowing through you, in and out. Maybe it's that point that you want to start to cultivate this idea of surrendering, of trusting yourself, trusting the way that your life is going, even if it means that you feel structureless, feel moments of doubt, moments of frustration. How can you begin to just accept the present moment and be where you are now? Really start to think about the past and the things that have shaped you as the person that you are today. Think about the foundation 
the people around you, your loved ones, things that have helped to shape you, shape your understanding. Focus on the present moment. And during this time of uncertainty, how can we turn to tools like meditation, like just sitting? And how can this help us cope? How can this help us to stay grounded at a time of groundlessness? How can we begin to surrender and begin to accept the flow of life? Not as good or bad, not as painful or pleasure, not labeling it, but as a manifestation of an awakened energy, an energy shift that needs to happen for all of us to step into our higher good. How can we really start to navigate this time with compassion for one another and just overall just stop the worrying Worry does not empty tomorrow of its sorrows, but it empties today of its strength. Just take a couple moments and feel that breath. Feel that pranayama. Feel the prana, that life force energy. Just letting life be as it is. Honoring the past in which shaped you and looking forward to the future that you hope will connect you. Namaste, everyone. Thank you for showing up on this glorious episode of our first episode from Provoke Tangents. It's a pleasure to guide you in this ground down moment, and we will see you for the next episode. 